Susul. Welcome to Under the Plum Bob, the podcast about all things related to the EA Maxis series of games called The Sims. We're going to avoid the real world and talk about our made-up ones, because that's how we deal. In this episode, Team Llama is here to present the topic of renovating apartments in The Sims, specifically like Sims 4 City Living, though we'll certainly touch on other versions of The Sims while we're here. I'm Roxy, and I'm your host. And I'm Melly, and I'm your other host. And we have a special guest. Hello, it's Marissa from Teen Cowplant. Yay! Melly and Melissa are resident building gurus. So yeah, I guess not everybody who plays The Sims is a builder or would consider themselves a builder. So what do you love about building? I I think it's not so much that I love building. It's that I am very picky in particular. And I just will enter a sim home and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. It's very distracting to just let a house be. Like, don't even get me started on the Strangerville Roswell household. I've looked at that house once since I've gotten the game pack and I can't look at it again until I'm ready to renovate it. It's very sparsely furnished from what I recall. It's just nonsense. So it's more a compulsive need to build rather than a joy of building. So I obviously can't speak for every builder, but that's definitely my view on it. And I do watch like YouTube videos and I try to get really inspired and look at the gallery and everything. But that's where my building obsession stems from for sure. For me, I want to build my own house in real life. So Sims 3 was really my starting point where actually building houses and I've built my dream house so many times. So I just like building other houses now. That's cool. I mean, I would definitely say I'm an amateur builder. I don't hate it. Although the idea of building a house from scratch on an empty lot terrifies me because I'm like, I don't even know where to start. So I usually go from the gallery and modify from there. I'm more of a decorator. Yeah. And that's what I did at first, definitely in Sims 2, because you had that panel at the bottom where you could choose different houses. So that's how I started too. I got the shell of whatever house was put in that panel thing. I didn't build from scratch too much in Sims 2, or really even Sims 3 now that I think about it. I would use the shell of a house that was already made and I would go inside and yeah, I would like change up the floor plan or whatever, but I would still use that outside shell. Um, it wasn't until Sims 4 that I actually started getting more comfortable building houses from the ground up. I don't know if it's just because I've been playing for 15 years at that point and I'm like, oh, I can just build this or I, I do feel like the tools are a little bit easier in Sims 4. It's a little bit dumbed down, you know, so it's a little <laughs> easy to manage. Oh, I see. I'm so mad about them removing auto roofs. Oh, yeah. For sure. That's bad. Like, I can't believe that they removed auto roofs. Like, I did a lot of roofing with other games, so I was just used to it. And the tools to put roofs on is really easy. But still, like, you should have that option to auto roof. That's crazy. I agree. As someone who's had you specifically roof one of my builds, I was like, Marissa, please help me. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing diagonal walls or if you're doing anything besides a box, you really have to you know, get the creative juices flowing to get a roof on that build. One of the things that really helps me is uh, looking at real life buildings and then being like, oh, okay, so the roof should look kind of like this. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what I do too. I do that a lot with my shells or my outside bills. I'll look at a couple of different houses or I'll think about a house that I've been to. And I'm okay, how does this kind of look? Where is the layout of this? Um, because or else I'll just build something crazy like a six by two bathroom or something. I'm just like, okay, what? <laughs> it's a galley bathroom. What? <laughs> All right. Uh, should we get into city living? Let's do it. All right. Obviously, if you're playing The Sims 4, this episode's going to be most useful to you if you have city living, because otherwise, there are no apartments available to you unless you build an actual apartment building on an empty lot, which is a totally different topic. So yeah, city living has apartments. We're going to do a full review of that expansion pack because we want to give it attention to all of its details, but this is just about getting in there and fixing up the apartments. So... It has several neighborhoods. The city is called San Maishuno, in case you're under a rock and don't know. I mean, there are people who are like just starting and don't know which packs to get. So like, if you are into like this apartment living, urban living, and you're getting your first expansion pack, city living is a really good option. And even to a side note, even though we're not talking about sitting living, city living as a whole, this is probably my favorite expansion pack. It is so good. So if you're debating... Yeah, it has so much in it. This is why I want to do a whole episode on it. But you get a good number of lots. Obviously, they're not mostly not traditional lots. So the neighborhoods are Spice Market, which has two apartment buildings, Culpepper House and Jasmine Suites, which if you're going to renovate one of these apartments and not just do it room by room, I would recommend putting that in your hashtags. So people know we're like, we'll get into why. But yeah, you want to make sure that it can be placed if you're doing an entire apartment and it has to be a specific shape and whatnot. In the Spice Market, there's also this lot that's called the Old Salt House. And I think we can completely ignore that as a residential lot because I'm 100% sure, even by the name, it's just meant to be a holding spot for like a a restaurant. And then, you know, you get, you're supposed to get dine out and then put a restaurant there because it doesn't make any sense that there's like this one regular lot in the middle of city living. It's ridiculous. If you're looking for a restaurant version of the Old Salt House, I believe it was Simlessy on the gallery. If you just look up Old Salt House, I mean, if you look up Old Salt House, you'll find a bunch, but Simlessy has a really good one because she kept the basic bones of this, the Old Salt House. Like it looks the same on the outside, but it's a restaurant. I always place that one in new, in new saves because, yeah, that house is like nonsense. It just looks ridiculous. It's so random. It's like, why are you here? You're obviously just a placeholder. Don't lie. Don't lie to yourself. Oh, yeah. When I first got City Living, I put like a big family in there. And then I was like, this is really dumb. And I made it into a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, make it a park. Make it a, you know, a different kind of like, you could have a store if you have get to work. You know, it could be anything. A park is a good idea because it has that beautiful view of the lake or whatever. The bay? The bay, maybe. Yeah, whatever that is in City Living. Um, so oh, I've never done a park. I should do that next time. Yeah, I've done that a couple of times. I've done Runaway Teen in San Maishuno, which is almost like cheating because there's so much you can get like free food, there's bathrooms. And that was when I discovered there's like a fishing spot if you go down behind the karaoke bar. So you can actually even fish in the Spice Market neighborhood. It's pretty cool. One of the other neighborhoods is the Arts Quarter. It's obviously where the museum is. And they have two apartment buildings, Medina Studios and Hakim House. Each of these buildings has at least one apartment in it, if not three or four. And then there's the appearance of a new type of lot, a penthouse called Fountain View. And penthouses are just different in that 
you can buy them. They're more like condos and they don't have a, a weekly rent obligation. So it's just another option that they put into this little city. I'll just quickly go through the rest. So there's the fashion district, which I don't know. It's just called the fashion district. Since there isn't really a fashion career in The Sims, I don't know. They added the stylist, but you still can't do makeup. It's just a thing. Well, I think with the fashion district, that's the one with the, um, oh, I'm thinking Uptown. Yeah, Fashion District's got Zenview in Chick Street, and that's where Penny Pizzazz lives. And even though she's social media, she's kind of like a fashionista based on her outfit. And like her face is on a freaking huge billboard if you look out the window. Right outside. Yeah. And then this one has another penthouse slot called Trendy Tower. Oh, maybe that's supposed to sound like trendy. Mm-hmm. Uh, trendy. Some of these things you don't see until you say them out loud. Do you want to do Uptown? Uptown is like, I think, the political town, I guess. Yeah, like the, the movers and shakers and the politicians and the actors. And there's the um, the podium outside of the gym. Oh, right. Yeah. I think that's for like, if you're the politician career, if you have to do like protests or if you, I mean, obviously you can protest anywhere, but you know, that's a handy place to protest. This is like really good material for our review of city living. <laughs> you can protest? Oh, right. I believe you have to be in the political career to protest, but if you see a protest happening, you can join it. You don't have to be in the political career. And then also it's kind of known as the political or the uptown, you know, the elite, because they have the Alto apartments and the land grab building and the spire apartments. So that's all upper crust, you know, fancy, blah, blah, blah. Is that the apartment that has two floors on it? Yeah, several of them do. I love that one. I think it's the 888 Spire Apartments. That one actually has three levels. And that one is, it has like a pool on the bottom level. And then it's a penthouse on the next two levels. But I use that one a lot as a, um, what's it called? Like making it into three different apartments. I've done it a couple of times. It's extremely difficult because you can't actually place elevators. You can only have the elevator on the level it comes in. So it's really, really hard, but it's fun. It's a good challenge if you're wanting to kind of try out apartments and coming up with floor plans and stuff like that. If you're wanting to practice that, taking the penthouses, like the two-story or three-story penthouse and trying to make it into like a multifamily apartment that you control. Difficult, but fun. Definitely advanced level. I didn't make note of this in the script. I can't remember if that really big spire apartments is a penthouse or not. But either way, anything in Uptown, you're going to need money cheats or have like a well-established sim to afford living there. And some of them are even service departments. So you actually have a butler or a maid or whatever that comes in. They don't live with you, but they come in and take care of the apartment. So that's always my goal. Like if I'm ever playing city living in whatever challenge I'm doing, rags to riches or whatever it is, I always try to get to the service apartment <laughs> so that they could just have that. So you don't have to have the um, uh, vintage glamour stuff for a butler. Right. Well, it would be a maid. Yeah, it's like a maid, but they, I think they repair things. I don't know. It's fancy. I don't get to live there very often because I am horrible at completing challenges. So just a few notes, we did some research from Carl's website, of course. And he says, when you're browsing the apartments on the city map, if you see an up down arrow to the right of the building, when you're selecting that building, it lets you know that there's more than one level to that home. So that's a good gameplay tip if you're not familiar with it. 
Now we're getting down into the nitty gritty. A uh, little one more note, I guess, about gameplay and apartments is the rent is fixed based on the lot and the deposit is larger or smaller based on the furnishings in the apartment. So like your deposit is going to also include the furnishings, but the weekly rent is fixed and stays the same. Oh, somebody somebody added, watch out for that damn landlord <laughs> because they can become the roommate you never wanted and can't control. One of the patches recently, they were supposed to make the landlords leave. But as we know, their patches are fallible and sometimes you might have a, a landlord that sticks around. Yes, I think they did fix this in the latest update, but I have definitely had that happen, especially that one apartment. I believe it's the Culpeper House Apartments. But they literally have mouse holes and leaky pipes and they have all of this. It's like a fixer upper. So stuff literally in the middle of the night, everything in your Sims apartment will break. All the appliances, everything in the kitchen, it'll just all break. So you have to definitely have a good handy skill or you have to have the landlord or over all the time. And that's the only apartment that I notice the landlord will just get like stuck in. So I don't know if the landlord would just keep thinking like, oh, there's more stuff to fix or something, but it's so annoying. I very rarely live in that apartment because I just hate it so much. That sounds like my first apartment in real life. Oh, yeah. Lord. Yeah, and so maybe you want to torture your Sims. I mean, I have a long history of torturing Sims. So I think that one you're talking about has gremlins and that would be why everything would just break all at once. I think my city living either introduced or expanded the lot traits that are available and in the apartments. So this is something to know if you're renovating. If your apartment has certain fixtures, like you said, the pipes or the mouse holes, you can't remove those. And they also have hidden lot traits. So they're noted when you get the apartment, but you can't add those traits without using cheats to other places like fixer upper needs TLC, I think is what they call it. And there's even, I think, hidden traits that are not there. There, but clearly effect, in effect, like noisy neighbors. And I've gotten so annoyed with that trait in playing apartments this week. They will wake you up in the middle of the night and you're so angry. Yeah, I know party places one of them, but the apartment complex with Penny Pizzazz is the worst. She's a horrible human being. <laughs> well, so are the karaoke legends because I'm living there now and they are pissing me off. But also the betas, because I've been doing a let's you know, a challenge and living in the city and every single place I live, they wake you up with being noisy and everyone gets so mad they can't go to sleep. And that sucks when you have toddlers and stuff like that. So I literally, this character was going to have a store anyway. So as soon as I had enough money, I bought her a store and put beds at the store so they can just go to the store and sleep when it's too loud at home. And they have the audacity to get mad at you when you tell them to be quiet. Like, no, that's not how this works. Or what I hate the most is, okay, I like to have my Sims sing in the shower, which is another fun thing that was added with City Living is once they acquire the singing skill, they can sing in the shower. And I... I don't know. I sing in the shower. I like to make my sing Sims sing in the shower or whatever. So I'll do that. And they're always coming and like banging on the door like, you're being so loud, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm singing in the shower. Penny Pizzazz, you were freaking up in, at three o'clock in the morning having crazy loud sex for some reason with all the hearts coming out of the door. And here I am at noon singing in the shower and you're screaming at me like, aren't you at work, please, ma'am? <laughs> please leave. So annoying. I hate that. 
That's true. I had them yell at me for playing video games or something. And I was like, what? I didn't do anything. Leave me alone. (laughs) That's definitely a difference. Like, we will talk more about Sims 3, or I guess I'll talk about it a little bit more. But in Sims 3, there was hours. I think it was like 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. or maybe 8 p.m. But there were hours where you could make noise, basically. So if you were singing in the shower at noon, it didn't matter. No one's going to yell at you. But if you started singing in the shower at like 3 a.m., they would get mad at you. So that's definitely something that I wish was in Sims 4. I mean, maybe it is in some degree, but it's not very well done. It's not well controlled. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah, exactly. They'll be playing a video game or they'll be not even doing anything loud. Like, I had two Sims get in a fight one time in an apartment at like, again, it was like 10 or whatever. It was during the day. And I had all the neighbors coming and yelling at me. And I was like, what? We're just getting in a fight. Why is everyone yelling at me? Like, this is crazy. (laughs) Oh my God, that's funny. All right, let's talk about the restrictions on renovating an actual apartment lot. Yeah, so you can't remove the outer walls, windows, or doors. Special objects can't be in any form way be removed, like fireplaces, memorial packs, sewers, those pesky mouse holes, pipes, and electrical wires. And you can't put any rocket ships in your apartment either, so let's be courteous of our neighbors. Please don't blow out my ceiling. Thank you. That's so funny. I love that you found that, Molly, because I have never even attempted to build a rocket. I don't build rocket ships in my games typically. Um, So I never even thought to try. So that's really awesome that Sims creators actually thought of that and programmed that into the apartment. It does make sense, even though it's annoying. Makes sense, yeah. The not being able to change the outer walls is kind of annoying, especially the front door. I wish we could at least change the color of the front door because, again, very nitpicky builder over here. I hate it when, like, I'll be making a super nice apartment and they have that with city living, it comes with this, like, dingy door that's full of, like, holes and cracks and stuff. And, like, that will be the outside door. But inside, if I want, like, a white door or, like, modern clear doors or glass doors, I hate, like, the juxtaposition of that. Like, having the dingy brown door and then inside the apartment is all, I want a different door. That's kind of annoying. I get why you can't remove the outer walls and windows because from the outside looking in, it'll be like, okay, that one floor looks hella weird. But the inside door, I don't get it. No one's going to like notice that I have a different door from my neighbors. Or I wish you could just straight up change like the lobbies in the, the apartment buildings. You know, I wish there was maybe a, if you were in like manage worlds mode, you could go in and change the lobby. You know what I mean? Like, even that would be a, a good compromise. Can you do that with enable free builds? No, because you can't really go into just the lobby, if that makes sense. When you go into the apartment, if you're doing like build mode and manage worlds, you have to go to a specific apartment. You know what I mean? Like the lobby kind of exists outside of the apartment, so you can't do anything to it. I mean, maybe there's like a crazy good way to cheat that, but not that I found. Yeah, I don't think so. Because I haven't really seen anybody, any YouTubers do that either. Yeah, I feel like that would be a thing. All I wanted to do was add some swing sets to like non-lot exterior worlds when Seasons came out. And I tried using the free build cheat and it just would not place anything outside the actual lot. At least not when I tried. Yeah, they really hardwired that. So you cannot do anything. They don't want us to be creative. Stifling. Stifling us. <laughs> How dare you? I will say the apartments that the karaoke legends live in, I never rebuild that one. And it's for the stupidest reason. 
That's probably the only apartment that I've never redone. And it's because the first floor and the second floor are on different levels. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're kind of diagonal from each other. And it just really bothers me. So I don't do it. It's so confusing when you're like going up and down on those lots. You're like, wait, but first floor is here, but the other floor is over there. I did renovate that one and like the one next to it, but it was very confusing. Yeah, I and I don't love that apartment. I don't think it's the Character Legends one. It's the one next to it, the empty one. But they have the layout is very odd. It's kind of or maybe it is the Character Legends. It's kind of like L shaped and that really bothers me. Like the first floor is kind of L shaped. Isn't that the Fangs apartment? The Fangs is that way too, but no, I'm pretty sure it's the Karaoke Legends house. Yeah, because I've done both this week. Yeah, the Fangs is is easy to renovate. I like renovating theirs. And then that apartment next to them that's empty, that's a service department. I mean, it's huge. I would definitely say it's two stories. It's bigger than the Fangs apartment by quite a bit. I would definitely do like a bigger family in that one. Or just like a super, if you're really good at filling spaces, then go for it. But I got so overwhelmed. I had one sim move in there. I only did this one time, like maybe last year, but it actually got enough money playing the game to renovate that apartment. And I was really proud of myself. I think I got like a couple hundred thousand dollars. So I renovated that place and it was really difficult, like just for a single sim, you know, I'm like, they have a computer, they have instruments, they have a bed, they have a TV. Like, what else do I do? There's just so much room here. Yeah, I took Diego Lobo's apartment and I turned it into a lot for my one of my many Disney princess challenges that I started and didn't finish. So it was like Snow White and her seven to eight. I think she only did seven children that time. Yeah, I raised seven kids in Diego Lobo's apartment. Oh my gosh. That's another good apartment. I like that one. Yeah, it's really big. Yeah, I really love the apartments. They're really fun to decorate. And I think the apartments are a really fun way to start. Like if you're not used to decorating or you like Roxy feel like you're bad at decorating, which I'm sure you're not. But if you feel that way, apartments are really nice because you don't have to worry about the outside. You don't have to worry about like so much. You literally just have, I mean, some of them like Penny Pizzazz's apartment is just one room. Like there's the kitchen or whatever, but it's just one big space you have to work with. So that makes it a little easier sometimes because you don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about floor plans and where is this going to go and that. You can just decorate how you want. Let's talk about how to upload to the gallery. Oh, yes. So a lot of people wonder, how do I search for or upload apartments to the gallery? And I'll say like Maxis did not make this easy. It took me a while to figure it out. I haven't searched for an apartment on the gallery necessarily, but I've definitely uploaded. And when Marie Kondo's show came out, I was inspired. I love her book. So I made a Marie Kondo in The Sims. I had her like go around and live with different people and like help them, you know, make their apartments more like conducive to the life that they wanted to aspire to and make them like nicer. So when I did that, I uploaded the individual rooms to the gallery. So that's a perfectly valid method. You know, you can upload a kitchen to the kitchens. You can upload a bathroom to the bathrooms. And you might want to tag it for the apartment lot that it belongs to since it'll already be the right shape. And then people can like just place that particular room or they could obviously use it in any build. The other way that I came to realize existed was actually uploading the entire apartment. So it would be a very specific floor plan needs to go on that lot, but you could upload it as a room if 
you either delete the doors, the interior doors, or I found you can also just delete the wall section that the door is part of. So that way they'll still have a marker indicating where the door is and which kind of door you used, if that matters to you. So either way works. That is way too much work. (laughs) It's not that hard. Like most builds I have have like two to four doors. So I just delete those and then you can select, make sure you select the floor because that'll outline your whole footprint of the room and you just upload it as a room. It's like the second option when you click the upload button. The option to upload a lot will be grayed out because they don't have apartment lots. It's just like a little icon that looks like a room and that's how you upload it as a room. They don't have apartments listed as a type of room, which makes it a little bit more confusing on the gallery. Um, So you kind of have to just choose living room, bedroom, kitchen. You just have to choose whatever. Right. Or does it have an option for any room type? Can you leave it unchecked? Oh, maybe. Maybe there's a general or generic room. Maybe it's generic. So it's important, I think, to tag the apartment lot, like 19 Culpepper Yes. Whatever. Or tag city living, tag apartment. You know, there are different things you can do. I uploaded all of mine as kitchens just because I'm lazy and that was the option that was there and they have kitchens. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want to see our builds, like if anybody shared their apartment renovations, I know I did. And they are under all those things plus Plumbob Pod or under the Plumbob Podcast. And then you can see our apartment renovations. Yeah. But you have to look for a room. Like you either have to have all all the options selected or go specifically to rooms because it's not going to be up there as a lot. And when you place the apartment, if you use the wall tool, you can drag it to fill in the hole where if they did it like I did, where the wall section's missing instead of the door. And then your wallpaper continues over and you don't have to like spend those seconds filling in the blank wall. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. That makes sense. Okay. I just, whenever I get an apartment from the gallery, the walls are always kind of, for whatever reason, there's a weird transfer. So the walls are always kind of messed up or like the wallpaper is always kind of messed up. And when you try to place wallpaper, it's always kind of messed up. So it must be from what you're saying. Like you have to fix the rooms again, like to make the kitchen, the kitchen, the bathroom, the bathroom, like, cause it's uploaded as all one room and that's how the gallery recognizes it. Okay. All right. That makes sense. If you've wondered that too, that's why. There we go. Answering questions. (laughs) (laughs) Vanity had a question. It was mostly about how do you place the apartments, which I think we kind of answered. And then she had another question. Have you seen that show on HGTV, Love It or List It? I haven't. Oh my God. It's such a cute show. I never watched those shows. It's usually just houses and like they go in and usually it's a couple and the guy will, half of the couple will be like, I hate this house. We need to move. And the other one will be like, no, we've lived here forever. We raised our children here. We have to stay. And so there's a designer who renovates the house using their budget and tries to make it so that they want to stay. And then there's a realtor who shows them other houses that fit their needs that they could just go and move to. And at the end of the show, they have to decide if they're going to sell the house or stay. Interesting. It's really cute. Cute. That is cute. And I found a, um, actually found a YouTuber named Dr. Ashley who has a series called Love It or List It where she'll just do a renovation and then she just asks her viewers to comment like, would you love it or would you list it? For The Sims? Yeah, it's for The Sims. So I'll put a link to one of her apartment renovations because it was cute. And she does the uh, thing where you talk over the renovation instead of just doing like a speed build with music because I feel like you learn more when they're actually talking about what they're doing. That's fun. Definitely. That's a really smart idea. I love that idea. Anyway, Vanity couldn't remember the name of the designer. Her name is Hillary Farr. We need to make her in The Sims. Yeah, her and Maria Kondo can run around, which you can download uh, Roxy's Maria. Marie. I always call her Maria for some reason. 
Marie Kondo. You can download her from the gallery. She's up there. And can we talk like, can that be the next Under the Plumbob podcast challenge idea? Download Marie Kondo and just have her move into like the land grabs or the fangs or whatever and have them redo an apartment. That would be really fun. I didn't even think about sharing that as a challenge idea, but I'd be for it. She could move in with land grabs and help them with that situation where they have like a bunch of mirrors next to their TV. It's like, you guys, you guys, it was like, uh, Melissa did a screen grab of that. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is a problem. This is a deep psychological issue. here. (laughs) Yeah, that whole, that whole house, I mean, is just hot mess central that's another house that i looked at once and i just noped out so fast like even taking pictures of the land grabs because we do have a land grab episode coming up spoilers but even taking pictures of them i had to put them outside because i could not find a good spot in that house without having just redo the entire house it's like you know what screw you guys i'm putting you outside have a good day (laughs) for real i cannot stand that house I did a, uh, when I did that runaway teen in the city living, she was good. And so I had her hook up with Malcolm, who's evil, because I wanted her to suffer. And they had a kid together and the land grabs took the kid because they were like, you are not letting our kid live with you. But even going over there just to age the kid up was just agony. Oh my gosh, I love your challenge ideas. I've never played that deeply into a game and I'm obsessed. I love it. (laughs) I have a lot of ideas. I just don't have a lot of finish. That's me. Yeah, same. So with, I guess we'll talk about apartments in Sims 2, because we do want to talk about other iterations of The Sims. Like, obviously, Sims 4 is the newest one. That's probably what a lot of people play. But Sims apartments do exist in Sims 2. They don't really exist in Sims 3. I mean, there's like the university, which is like the dorm rooms, but that's not really apartments. Yeah, they're more like communal um, living rather than apartments. So you have no privacy. Yeah, like you have to, I always remember having to like lock my door because I remember one time I was playing, I think it was Bella, like I grew up Bella and had her go to university maybe in Sims 3 and there was one of her roommates was always on his laptop. He would like go into her room and sit on the floor playing his laptop and it would always wake her up. I was like, what is happening? (laughs) What is this guy like at three o'clock in the morning coming into her room and sitting on his laptop? Like what is in the world every night? So yeah, quickly learned to lock doors. But um, Sims 2 definitely has apartments. They have, uh, you can get roommates. You can obviously have neighbors and there is like communal areas in the apartments, which I kind of like, I don't know, because with the apartments, there's no like sky rises or, or penthouses like how it is in Sims 4. In Sims 4, you know, you're basically living, it's just like a snapshot into one floor of the apartment, you know, like the apartment building. Whereas in Sims 2, it was basically just a big old square and you just chose whichever apartment you wanted to live in and the rest got blacked out. Um, But you still had this giant square that you just saw. With Sims 2, yeah, you chose your apartment. You had landlord. Rent was due every month or every Monday, I believe. And I feel like as annoyed as we get with like how annoying the Sims are, like the neighbors, it was almost worse in Sims 2 because I remember like smells were a huge thing. Do we remember this? Like literally if your apartment smelled, you had your neighbors coming over like, it's unbearable, you're freak, blah, blah, blah. Like if you did anything 
past 10 o'clock or whatever the curfew was. They were banging on your door. People were freaking out. Everyone was waking up. It was like a huge drama. You basically had to sleep from the two, you know, the curfew time and you could not do anything. Anytime you talked, your neighbors were at your door freaking out. So I definitely remember it being worse in Sims 2, but maybe that's just my memory. But it was really difficult to do many things. Like I remember the phone ringing was a huge thing, like at night. And you know, Sims 2, the phone was constantly ringing at three o'clock in the morning. And it was like, why aren't you friends with me anymore? It's like, why are you calling me at three o'clock in the morning? That's why, Susan. That's why. Yeah. Susan, calm down. You don't need to call me at three. I'm kind of glad that phones aren't a thing anymore. Like house phones, those things were so annoying. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, because house phones aren't really a thing. Like, we don't have a house phone. My parents my parents moved a couple years ago, and they always had a house phone, like, all my life. But they moved. They don't have a house phone anymore because they have cell phones. It's, like, not a thing in society anymore. Let's keep it that way. But um, same with Sims 4 and Sims 2. You couldn't really visit your neighbors, you know. Um, if your door was unlocked, your neighbors could come into your house, but you couldn't really visit them. You were constricted on, um, I'm pretty sure you couldn't move windows and stuff like that in Sims 4. You had to actually go into the apartment building itself, like outside of play mode. You had to go into like the manage worlds mode to kind of redo apartments. But if you were just playing as a Sim in your apartment, you couldn't renovate like other apartments, for example. So they did have that stuff in Sims 2 as well. But I mean, yeah, other than that, it was pretty similar. The only difference is roommates. In Sims 2, you could actually have roommates. You couldn't control them, but um, you could have someone pay you rent every every week and live there. Where in Sims 4, you can't have that. You have you could have roommates, but you have to control both of them, you know? I hate that. I hate that so much. Let me live with someone without having to actually control them. There are mods for that. <sighs> I've been looking and I cannot find one. So if you have one, please let me know. I have definitely found one. Watched a lot of mod reviews. I think it's Kawhi Stacy, but I'm not sure. So, you know, why don't I research and put it in the show notes, the roommate mod. For my cult challenge, I didn't want to control all those people, but I had to. <laughs> you can just ignore them. <laughs> You're like, okay, you don't resolve your needs. Screw you. Ooh, ooh. Do you want to tell them about your trick you learned, Marissa, about auto-resolve? Breaking news. We need Vanity's breaking news thing. So I'm probably, maybe this is well known in the Sims community. Maybe it's not. I'm not totally sure. But by accident, I was playing the freelancer career, which is super fun, by the way, and could have totally been a stuff pack. So I'm so glad that it was a free update and I'm having a ton of fun with it. But by accident, I somehow clicked... When you're playing your sim uh, and you have your needs panel, right? You have all the needs and they have the bar that's, you know, green, yellow, red, depending on their mood, right? But they're to the left, directly to the left of that bar. There's a circle that, you know, for sleep has like the little Z, for bathroom has a toilet. Like it has a little symbol of what each need is basically. If you click on that need or that circle, the giant circle next to the needs bar, it will tell the sim to solve that need. So it doesn't actually, it's not a cheat where if you click, you know, different points in the bar and it raises and lowers it. But if you click on the actual symbol, it will tell the sim to go to the bathroom or to um, take a shower or whatever the need is. The only fault with it is if you tell them to, you know, go to sleep 
they won't always go to sleep in a bed. Sometimes they'll go nap on the couch, sometimes they'll get coffee, but it is super handy for basically all the other needs. You know, just one need, you have to put them to sleep. It's super worth it. So I've been doing that a ton. Um, and it's really helped my gameplay too, especially if you're playing with a bunch of different Sims, being able to go through the line and just click on the little circles instead of having to think like, okay, you go here, you do this, you, you know what I mean? Just clicking on the little bubbles and just playing and keeping going because I am very, very bad at managing multiple sims. I can do about three sims and I'm maxed out. So um, I, yeah, that was a total game changer for me. It's not new. I think it's been around for a while because when I clicked it by accident, I think it was the bathroom one. I noticed that a little bathroom thing popped up and I was like, wait, what? And then I clicked another one and another, uh, you know, it queued up for her to like go to bed or watch TV or whatever. And I was like, is this real? So I looked it up and I believe I found something on Carl Sims Guide and he talked about it. And so it's, it is a thing that's known, but I did not know. And another great update. So I don't know if this was with the most recent update or if this has actually been an update for a while. But if you have custom content and you notice, like if you have like a shirt with like a bunch of swatches and it's kind of near the bottom of the list in Cass and you click on the shirt, all the swatches kind of pop off of the screen like they're too far on the bottom so you can't see them. And I know we've talked about this in an episode. I remember talking about it with Vanity, um, that it was so annoying that you couldn't see all the swatches with your custom content. But they have updated that, that it's now moved up and to the left. So if you click on the swatches for a shirt and it has like 20 swatches, it moves them up. So now you can see every single swatch, no matter what. It doesn't clip to the bottom of the screen anymore. So again, no idea when this was fixed. <laughs> I don't think that they announced it because we read like all of the updates, you know? So I don't know if this is something that the CC creators were actually able to fix and update for their own custom content and that's why it's better, or if it was actually something in the game that they fixed. No clue, but super fun. I discovered that this week too. So there you go. Yay, making the game more fun to play. I learned about auto-solving needs from English Simmer. Thank you for mentioning it in one of your videos. So yeah, it's been around for a long time, but there's so much in this game, so many details, so many hacks. I think it's worth mentioning because for every listener that's like, duh, Marissa, there'll be some listener out there who's like, my life has changed forever. Yeah, I was so shocked. It makes so... I was playing as a freelancer. I just made a girl, Nadia, just to have her try out the different... I'm having her go through and do every single freelancer thing until I reach level 10 of the skill, and then I'm having her move on to the next one. Um, So I'm on the last one programming right now, and I feel like the game is almost not easier, but it's more fun because I don't have to think about needs, <laughs> like as horrible as that sounds. She is not even an adult yet. And I play on normal. And she's not an adult. She's still a young adult. And she's already maxed her painting skill from the art freelancer and the... um Oh no, and the programming skill, I'm sorry. She's maxed both of those skills and she's working on writing right now for freelancing. And she's not even an adult. So it's like, I'm able to manage my time a lot better with clicking that thing. So if you didn't know or you knew it existed and don't really play with it, like definitely play with it. It is so handy. I've always seen the thing on the needs, but I just thought it was like giving me a animation or a picture of what they needed to do. I didn't like click on it. Yeah. But now I will. 
you ha- oh my gosh, you have to try it if you never tried it before. And I mean, it's it doesn't auto-solve it. You know what I mean? Like, their need is still low until they actually solve it. But you just don't have to actually manage their time as much as you did before um, without doing right. that. Very convenient. It's really great. It's like, um, it's the same functionality where like a Sim is sleeping, but they're getting hungry. So they'll suddenly pop up with like what they're going to do to solve their hunger when they wake up, but it like forces that action. So you can decide, no, you're going to do bathroom first. Me at three in the morning thinking about what I'm going to eat the next day. (laughs) (laughs) Insert meme here. I love it for toilets and showers, especially because it takes extra time to go find the toilet you want them to use and click on it. It's so much faster just to click the damn need. And social too. If they have Sims in the household, you can just, instead of having to click on the Sim and, oh, talk about this and talk about that, blah, blah, blah. You literally just click social and they just either chat online or talk to their Sim family member or friend. It's just solved. You know what I mean? You don't have to actively work on the relationship. You just click social. It's like, oh, I could go on and on about it. It's so fancy. It's so nice. And I feel like it's so annoying that the Sims people don't talk about it. I mean, maybe it was put in the game like originally. And so for them, it's like old news. But as we know, the Sims team is kind of notorious for just doing things and not saying, aka foundations, like totally changed the foundations and mentioned it in like one Twitch update, I'm pretty sure. And that's it. (laughs) And if people didn't watch that, they're like, where did foundations go? Like what's happening? Yeah, it's also good for fun. I feel like if I click on it for fun, I'm going to find out what my Sim really thinks is fun rather than me deciding what's fun for them. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. There's so many, you know, so many things they can do for fun, but, you know, from experience, some actions raise fun for a particular sim faster than others. Yeah. Oh, and you get to know your sim a little bit better. Oh. (laughs) Well, Marissa, you mentioned the Land Grabs episode. That's actually your next one coming up. Yeah, uh, super exciting. We talk about the kind of history of the land grabs. We try to talk about the family timeline and we do mention how confusing it is um, because it is really confusing (laughs) for sure. Um, But they're a really fun story and they're kind of, you know, the land grabs have been around since day one of The Sims. And so it's it was fun to kind of dive into their story a little bit. And of course, being Team Cowplant, we do have a lot of tangents. I'm editing the episode right now and it's a lot of tangents, (laughs) a lot of nonsense. But it's really funny and it's it's definitely informative. Like if you liked the goth episode, if you liked the Caliente episode, it's right up that same alley. So it'll be another episode that you like. I know you mentioned that their timeline is really like all over the place, but I think that fits in with my theory that they're aliens and they aren't human. That's very fair, um, especially because they what they're known for, like the land grab trait is having green eyes and blonde hair. Uh, so yeah. 100% could be aliens. I don't remember if we, I think we might touch on that a little bit. But yeah, I agree. I think they could totally be aliens. For sure. I'm on to them. <laughs> exactly. I'm glad you two are finally together to talk about this conspiracy. Oh my gosh. And like, it's just, they're weird. And like the console is a whole thing. We talk about console. Like if you want us to talk about console more, like we do talk about console a little bit. It's just a whole mess. I was doing research yesterday and I was like, 
you know, when I was sh- apartment shopping, it was always about price per square footage and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, how is that translating to The Sims? Somebody surely has done this math. And I was half right. So I did Googling and somebody on Mod The Sims had posted that in The Sims 3, they thought each square on your grid measured like three foot by three foot, which is like nine square feet. And then I did some more digging and on The Sims forum, somebody was like, well, it's probably two by two in The Sims 4 which makes it four square feet. But then a bunch of other people were like, no, it's 3.3 by three. And other people were like, it's in between two. Some of them are like, it's two by three or it's in between. So I finally was like, okay, I'm just going to say it's two and a half feet by two and a half feet. Fine, I'll just settle right in the middle. And like, that makes it 6.25 square feet, unless I did it wrong, which is entirely possible because I haven't done this kind of math in about 15 or 20 years. Um, <laughs> so I, then I was like, well, what are the real, real world numbers for you know how much how much space you can get based on square footage in the US. So like 2006, I mean 2016, there's an article on rentcafe.com about how much space you could get for $1500 a month in different cities around the US. So it's like you can get 271 square feet for 1500 in Manhattan, yes. <laughs> which makes sense. That's like a closet. And then the largest, I think, was or one of the largest is actually the second was like 1667 feet square feet in Wichita for 1500. And Vanity, who's well versed in, in apartment leasing, says that in North Fort Worth, you can get like 1125 square feet for 1500 a month, which is a lot less than I expected. Yeah, I think it just depends. Obviously, it's going to depend on your amenities and stuff and so much more than we could get into, but very like light skimming this issue. I took 18 Culpepper House, which is one of the smallest ones I could find and counted up all its little squares. It's a one bedroom, one bath apartment. It's six, I mean, 600 simoleons per week, which is, you know, assuming a four week month is 2,400 simoleons a month. Uh, you got a thousand dollar deposit and if you get it furnished, it's 11,090 simoleons. So it has all the rooms together add up to like 124 squares. Multiply by that 625 square feet number, it's roughly 775 square feet, maybe, if my math is right, which it's not, but let's just pretend. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, I think that comes out to like $3.10 simoleons per square foot. So on this chart, of places that puts it like this it's a lower rent so i'm sure the numbers go differently for like uptown but in like your entry-level apartment in san maishuno it's kind of in between the real world san jose and boston as far as like value slash cost i don't know if that's interesting or not I like it. I like it. Because, you know, with the rent and with that's the thing with the sims neighborhoods aren't really different prices yeah. You get your money's worth, basically. If you're in a bigger house, you have to pay more. But like a smaller house in Willow Creek is not significantly more than a smaller house in like Windenburg or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's all just purely based off of the size of the house, the, the furniture that's in the house, the size of the lot. It's very like strict set things. Like the neighborhood doesn't have a value, I guess, which I kind of like, I kind of wish it did. Like, why doesn't it? You know, like, why wouldn't they have the neighborhood have a value? Like, all houses in Windenburg are slightly more, and all houses in Strangerville are slightly less. You know, like, like a reasonable, like, base it off of reasonable things. 
don't know. It's interesting. That could happen. I'm not actually sure if if like the price per square foot is the same across neighborhoods. If we're interested, we could go and do some more math and compare entry level homes across the different neighborhoods. That might be fun. We love math. <laughs> math is for girls. That is a lie. I hate Stay math. in school. <laughs> Learn to code. Learn to code. Yeah. I can't even like read numbers, let alone understand math. So for me, I'm like, oh, this this is all right. Yep. This looks great to me. <laughs> to be fair, I know lots of women that are really good at math. I'm just not one of them. No. Yeah. I, I would say most of my family is bad at math, except for my dad. And so he just is constantly raging at all of us. <laughs> <laughs> And my husband is like, he can do math in his head. And I am literally like a little kid. I'm like, do this number times this number. Wow, you can do it in your head. That's amazing. I'm like me like two times two. I'm like, uh, let me think about it for a minute. Where's my phone? What's happening? <laughs> I love the meme where they're like, you're not always going to have a calculator from our teachers <laughs> way back in the day. And it's like uh, smartphones. I had professors in college tell me that when smartphones were a thing. Like this was like in 2015. Like, oh, you know who's gonna have your, your calculator phone with you? It's like, yes, we are, sir. You're old, please stop. But it's not a necessary skill for most people. <laughs> well, I have, I have dyslexia, so like, does not help whatsoever. I can't even re- read words sometimes. So for me, it's just like, it's not, it's nonsense to me. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. The uh, next Team Llama episode in which Caitlin will return. Uh, she's moving this weekend, in case you care. She's just uh, stepped out. Marissa stepped in. It's fine. We're going to do uh, one of Caitlin's favorite topics, actually, is how she plays is rotational play and get into all how that works and, and how it can enhance your game experience. I'm excited. I, I can't do long-term gameplays, so this is going to be a new experience for me. Yeah. It'll be nice to listen to someone who does do that, because I agree. I start a challenge, I have the best intentions, but I just can't keep up with it or a new challenge comes up. Like, Roxy, when you posted that one challenge the other day, I just was like, everything within me not to do it right away. Because I'm like, no, I need to finish what I'm doing right now. I like even the freelancer. I'm like already given up on that and I'm like almost done with it. So I just need to finish. <laughs> but, but I'm very excited to listen to how Caitlin does her rotational play for sure. Yeah, I feel really guilty. I deleted my rotational play save file, <laughs> but it was because I was doing it right before the patch and I feel like the patch messed it up. So I just was like, I'm going to start over. And that, that challenge I posted actually to the neck of the woods challenge encourages rotational play. So I was like, I'll just do this challenge and pretend that it's my rotational play save. <laughs> I did do a rotational play once and it was when Pets came out and it was Willow Creek and I was playing all the families in Willow Creek and doing all that. As we know, what happened with that one where the dog ran away and everyone in the family freaked out and I rage quit the game and didn't save. <laughs> so that is the last time I even attempted a rotational play. So That's it. That was your story that inspired me. I did the same thing. I started in Willow Creek, gave everybody pets. It was going great. And then we got the patch and it was just a mess. It is really fun to do because you have to kind of play the family for a little bit to figure out their personality and, and see what pet would work best for them. So it was really fun. Oh my God. Like Dennis Kim married the woman that brought over the dog that he adopted. It was beautiful. I fairly regret deleting that save. <laughs> I feel like a lot of my Sims fall in love with him. Like my young adult Sims fall in love with him a lot in a lot of my saves, which is very weird, but hey, whatever. Oh my gosh. That's funny. It's super random. 
I didn't know you were like that, Marissa. I'm not. <laughs> my husband's only like, what, three years older than me? Like, it's really weird. They'll find him in the wild and just, like, because I have MCC. So if I go to another household in that same save file, a lot of like, and you know, I love making very detailed women sims because I'm really bad at making guy sims. So I'll make like really beautiful jewelry, makeup, you know, perfect hair, these like perfectly set up women sims. And they marry like, yeah, Dennis Kim or like some random old guy. I'm like, oh, okay, that's happening. Like, I have to say with MC Command Center, Vlad, the vampire master guy, he's always with some hot girl. And always a teenager. In my game, it's always like, <laughs> what? Yes. He's usually always. with a Caliente in one of in my saves. Oh, how funny. Yeah, he's always with Evie Delgado a lot when she becomes a teenager. She marries Vlad. That happens in way too many of my saves files, like maybe half of them. It's Evie Delgado, which is really gross. That's funny. <laughs> oh my god. All right, let's wrap this up. Find us on social media because that's where people live now. <laughs> Soon we will only live in the cloud. We're on Instagram and Twitter at PlumbobCast. We're on Reddit as Plumbob Podcast. We're on Facebook and Tumblr at Under the Plumbob Podcast. Our website, which is where you can find the links to everywhere we're at, including our episodes, challenges, and uh, the infamous gnome tip sheet. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go to our website, undertheplumbob.com, and click on, I think it's like gameplay or tips or something. It's the greatest thing ever. Do it before the gnomes show up at your house for Harvest Fest. Again, it will change your life. Thank you, Caitlin, for, for making that. So you can also email us via our website on a contact form or directly at undertheplumbobpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your stories. Send us praise. Send us, I don't know, suggestions, anything. We want to hear from you. Writing and research credits for this episode. I know I did some research and Vanity contributed. Melly contributed. Marissa did too. And um, we just thank everybody who contributes to each of our episodes because we have a fairly large team and some of them are just behind the scenes queens doing editing, research, social media. You know, we have Allie who does a lot of our creative. She's making a new logo that might be out by the time you hear this. And um, she made our intro and outro music. It's just great. I love this team. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, we wouldn't exist without you because as much fun as it is, we do want to make have an impact on the community. We want you to like learn stuff and enjoy and help us grow. Thank you to Carl because uh, I definitely used your site for this and all the other sim sites out there that help us keep up with news and whatnot. Oh, and we're going to do our shout outs. We have two shout outs for this episode. Shout outs. First one comes from, oh, I'm going to fuck this up. Um, Rhiannon on Twitter, and they posted, honestly, this is such a niche, but Under the Plumbot podcast is my shit at the moment, and I've been playing Sims since Sims once, and there is so much to learn. Yeah, thank you, Rhiandroid. It's like her username, even though her visual name is Rhiannon, she's Rhiandroid underscore at Twitter. So thanks for giving us a shout out. And I love the gif. That's my favorite <laughs> gif of The Sims. It's a sim swimming on a floor. Like, you know, that yeah. glitch where they would swim, like, in the house on a floor, fully dressed. And he's, like, swimming for the door, which I love. <laughs> Get me out of here. Uh, we had another shout out on Reddit. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I still ship it on Reddit, which love, love that name. Um, So she commented, or... 
I don't know why I'm saying she. I'm sorry, I still ship it. They commented and said, I'm crying from trying not to laugh out loud while at work. And they're commenting on the room challenge. So if you don't follow us on Reddit, we have our own subreddit and we'll post when we have new episodes on Wednesdays. We'll post um, where to listen to the episode. We'll post, you know, any information that goes along with the episode, screenshots, pictures, all that kind of stuff. So they say, I'm still crying from trying not to laugh out loud while at work, but not into my plants, sadly for them, which if you listen to the episode, you know about Vanity's story. I love more pictures of all the stories um, if you have them to share from these challenges. I'm low-key disappointed there are no pictures of the toilet room, hashtag 100 challenge, which is so funny. Um, I actually did go back and take a picture of that toilet room. I think we posted it. Yeah, we did. So I still ship it on Reddit. Go to our Instagram and I'm pretty sure it's on our Facebook too. And I took like a really funny picture of that room. I think we repurposed it for one of our haiku day poems. Yes, we (laughs) did. I took like a really dramatic picture of all the toilets. It's so funny. Um, And then they suggested for future episodes, maybe you could do something about clubs. It may not be worth an entire episode, but I hear people all the time say that clubs have all kinds of advantages. And I've tried, but I don't get it. What am I missing? I promised myself I wouldn't start any more challenges until I finished my cult challenge, which I also started after listening to this podcast, but now I really want to do this one. Um, so dot, 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 which is so funny. Um, definitely we've had a couple of people actually reach out to us about clubs. So I definitely think that's going to be something we do. And I do think it warrants a full episode if you guys think so. Um, cause there's quite a bit to do with clubs. I think clubs was used mostly for my cult challenge. And it changed the game for me. Yeah, for sure. Until we get that episode out, we did talk about clubs. I talked specifically about clubs because I forced myself to learn about them for the cult challenge. Um, I think I'd rather roll that into a review of Get Together, but for sure, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about clubs. Yeah, and uh, honorable mention to Amber's Heart Song, who commented on this Reddit thread and said, okay, this is one challenge I'm for sure doing. Thanks for the podcast, y'all. Thank you, Amber. And thank you. The room challenge. Yeah. Yeah. The room challenge is very fun. Challenge episodes are kind of like my secret favorite because <laughs> I'm always starting new challenges. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Anytime I, anytime someone, if you're one of those people that you're like, oh, I'm not really sure about challenges, definitely recommend to listen to the room challenge because it's just a funny episode. Um, but also do that challenge. It's, it's pretty easy. That reminds me, uh, Real quick, I was on an outing with my children, so I was away from my laptop for a good 19 hours. It was torture. So I spent that time, <laughs> it was an overnight, so I had a lot of downtime. I spent that time searching for challenges that don't aren't legacies and could kind of be played like in a one-off way, like the room challenge. And that inspired me to start a YouTube series. And we just released the teaser for that, which by the time you listen to this, it'll been, hopefully the first episode will be out where I made Roxy Llama inspired by Marissa Cowplant, who did the Strangerville challenge. And she's starting out on doing all these like little one-off challenges that you can do that don't involve legacies or generations. And she started with the the seven toddlers challenge. So look for that on our YouTube because I think it's going to be really fun. I'm going to have some podcast friends help me do the voiceover on the videos and just enjoy the uh, nerdy goodness. But with that, I really think we have to get back to the real world. So thank you all for listening and always be simming abs hashtag abs. 
<laughs> Go renovate some apartments. We'll catch you later. Badish. Dag dag.